Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listening to Alien Strand Podcast with Donald Ledesma. For the dopest paranormal documentaries this side of the Milky Way, visit DocSideMedia.com for links to all our films on major streaming platforms. Till next time, keep on keeping on. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alien Strand Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Ledesma, and welcome to today's show. This is going to be a Thanksgiving holiday show here we haven't been on for about three months due to the uh the making of the middle yeah that's our documentary that's going to be coming out here pretty soon actually it's it's out for pre-release right now on ledsfilms.com we'll have a link to that uh page on this podcast after we're done today but you know today's episode uh it's a pre-recorded episode uh, that um, myself and Terry Lynch did uh, the other night. And I wanted to get it out on this platform because we did it on YouTube Live. But there was a lot of really good information on there that you can uh, get from this podcast. And uh, it's number 81. And we, we, we talked about UFOs and in depth, you know, what... Uh, what they're about and, and and about the propulsion systems and, you know, all that good stuff that comes along with it, you know, how, how these things fly, right? So, uh, of course, we, we pre-recorded it, of course, uh, and it's on YouTube. So if you go to our YouTube page, they're on Alien Strand. Just look for Alien Strand there on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe 
hit a like and hit the bell, okay? Because we've been going live a lot there uh, lately. And the only reason is because, you know, we need to get 1,000 subscribers. And once we get 1,000 subscribers, we're able to put the documentary, The Middle, on that platform, okay, on YouTube. So you'll be able to watch it there. Um, you know, being an independent filmmaker, it's just a little hard to, to get your stories and stuff out there because, you know, being independent, uh, it's... Uh, it's a low budget. In other words, the film is not low budget quality. I can tell you that 100%. Um, we've released it to about 20 or four, uh, 20 or more folks out there. And, you know, we've gotten five-star reviews all the way. I haven't heard not one bad review from it. Uh, just by the way it was filmed, the quality, everything. Uh, for it being an independent film, everybody believes this thing should be on, you know, the larger platforms. Uh you know, and that's their, their opinion and my mine as well. You know, I am the director and producer of the film and uh, it's called The Middle. And it, it's about, you know, uh, we follow Terry Lynch on his journey there looking for a uh, some UFOs in his area that he caught on camera. And, and, and you know, we, they got him analyzed, of course, right? So you're able to see that footage and you're able to see new footage that's never been put out to the public before, okay? A lot of people helped out in that film. And, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that you guys get to hear this uh, podcast because it is a video podcast as well on YouTube. So if you have a chance, please go to YouTube. Please subscribe. Hit the bell. Hit the like. We need 1,000 subscribers. Please, if you can, that way you, you guys can see this documentary. And it's a must-see because it's different. It's not like all the other I'm not going to say all the other ones because there's a lot of good ones out there this is definitely has hit one of the the top ones out there I believe and what what I've heard from other ufologists and regular people out there so um, this is going to be something to see and like I said you can see the pre-release on ledsfilms.com right there I believe it's like five bucks right now and you can stream it to your phone or tablet and actually mirror it to your TV and it looks just as good. So this is for pre-release. You know, we, we have it set for 100 folks. I think there's like about 80 left, um, uh, to, you know, spots available to watch. So please jump up there, uh, watch it. And as soon as you uh, pay for it, uh, it'll we'll send you a link uh, and you'll be able to watch it. You'll have the link for 24 hours. All right. Uh, you can also catch 80 Strand uh, Podcasts on 24, 25, 26 platforms. We're all over the place. Uh, of course, YouTube, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, of course, uh, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. You know, Podbean. Uh, there's just so many to to mention. Uh, Tumblr, of course. You can catch us on Twitter. Catch our Facebook. You know, our Facebook has gone past eleven thousand people that you know uh, go to our page and. and you know, we're like a news station in a sense to we get to put out the daily UFOs of the day. So please go to our Facebook page, uh, Alien Strand there and check that out. You know, uh, it's really important that, you know, we get this documentary out to you guys and, and, and we really enjoy each and every one of you, um, you know, and if you're new to ufology, well, welcome, welcome to ufology. We uh, we welcome you with open arms and with the knowledge that that you need uh, to learn uh, ufology. You know, there's no school for this. This is uh, something that we've taught each other uh, amongst uh, all all of these ufologists amongst the years. We've put a lot of this data together and are able to uh, catch a lot of these UFOs, UAPs, uh, everything 
of the unknown in the sky, right? And and also on the ground, you know, we can't forget about Bigfoot. That's my favorite person, you know, or, or thing out there. Um, you know, there's been a lot more sightings of that guy out there. You know, it's just, uh, and a lot of people are still skeptical about that, you know. You know, seeing is believing, right? And that's what this film is about. You know, seeing is believing. So please check out the documentary in the middle. Go to ledsfilms.com. It's L-E-D-Z-F-I-L-M-S dot com. Uh, Go check that out. You know, um, go to the website. You know, please read the, the, the please read that's on there. You'll see it's going to say, please read in bold letters, you know, before you, you purchase the, the film, you know, so that we all know. It gives you a lot of more uh, of the insights on how to watch the film. Um, but thank you, everybody that has watched it. Uh, like I said, we have Mr. Michael Beavers uh, did a review on it. Uh, he's got uh, the, the theory with Mike Beavers on UFOs over UFO. Um, you know, he's given us a, uh, a review today, as a matter of fact, that we're going to put on our YouTube uh, link and on this link as well. So if you want to check out his uh, page, please check him out. It's Michael Beavers uh, with the, the theory with Michael Mike Beavers. Uh, really good guy, humble person. Love that guy. Uh, and you know, just thanks to everybody for just just helping with this film and getting it out there. You know, it's it's getting a lot of support from folks. You know, moral support is one hundred percent. You know, and that's what we need you know, from everyone. But uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and put this uh, pre-recorded. It's a YouTube document. uh, I'm sorry, a podcast that we did um, just the other day with Mr. Terry Lynch. It's got a lot of information. Please check this out. Here we go. Hi, everybody. everybody. Welcome to another episode episode of Alias Alias Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Desma, and welcome to today's show. So, uh, Today's going to be a real interesting one. So we have a special guest today. His name's Terry Lynch. Uh, he was on our documentary called The Middle. He's the one that that uh, we followed uh, with Lynch Productions the whole way. Um, you know, and we, we just tried to get as many people involved in this film as possible because we just thought that it was really, really important that, you know, we should get this information out to folks. Um, it's just one of those things that what I talked about before is that, you know, we needed to get this, the, the UFOs that he was catching out there was just amazing. And it was amazing to see, uh, when he, when he presented the information to me and, um, you, you know, and, and I just, there's just so much there in Oregon that we had to go out there and film. So, uh, I wanted to bring him on the show today because, you know, he, he's very informative and he has a lot of information on UFOs and UAPs uh, and, you know, how they work, uh, you know, and we're going to show some footage tonight on some uh, UFOs and, and, you know, we're going to analyze them just a little bit for you guys. So that way you guys can understand, you know, what we're we're trying to accomplish here as ufologists, right? Because we are ufologists, uh, like Mr. Terry Lynch himself. So um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and bring him on to the uh, to the show now, because uh, I think you guys need to get to know him. All right, so here we go. There he is. Hey guys, how's it going? That's Mr. Terry Lynch there. So, uh, you know, we uh, we went out there and we followed you, uh, you know, through the making of the middle, the documentary, the middle. 
Uh, we just oh, we we try to do you know uh, it, the thing is I'm I'm lost for words. The only reason because you know I the when you sent me all that footage and and all the information you had, you know, I thought it was an incredible story, and I knew that we had to go follow you on on that on that quest that you were looking for, right? So, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself so people know out there uh, about Mr. Terry Lynch and what he's about. All right. I uh, I live in Lapine, Oregon. Um, we have some of the most incredible things up in the sky, and I had to go out and uh, I had to go try and film as much of it as I possibly could. Um, a lot of the places around here have made sure that I had the equipment that I need to... Uh, to, you know, they facilitated me. They, they, they would buy. I would buy things at a discount. This is how I bought all my equipment. Anybody can do this. You can go. I got almost all my. I've got a Nikon over on this side that I bought at a thrift store in the Sun River area. Um, turns out it's it's a really nice Nikon P500. It shoots video and slow motion and all kinds of fun stuff. Got it for sixty five bucks in a thrift store. Wow. Uh, it, you you can you can pick up the equipment that you need if you look for it, and then you can go out and do this stuff yourself. Um, the area that I'm in, I, I work in a local lumber yard. I'm currently currently out on an injury. <laughs> right. Um, that's that's okay. We're going to get better. We're going to get back to work for them. They're a good. They're a good company to work for. Right on. Um, the the. The areas that we end up going to, we end up going to the top of like uh, every one of the uh, buttes that are around here. I live in an area where all around me, you see nothing but volcanoes, uh, giant mountain peaks. Every one of the mountain peaks here are volcanoes in the Cascades. Right. Um, so we have we have kind of an area that's that's not only you see these things in the sky, but you see bears and you see cougars and you. You get to uh, you get to experience eagles and things like that, and some of the most pristine lakes. You and I, you and I were beside Devil's Lake right there on the Wendigo Trail. Right. This is that's right. my favorite place to go fishing in the whole world. Is that it's, spot? That's a beautiful uh, you can, area. You can actually yeah. see the fish swim from the other side of the lake. Nice. You know, it's it's <laughs> such a beautiful place. Um, I, I actually caught that when you you were kind of at awe when we were walking right. through that area. You were. Trying to figure out what to film first. Right <laughs> I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you when you when you were in that spot, man, you you knew you knew that you had found a place that was not only ancient, but um, I kind of let you know that you were about to be on this really cool pathway. You know, right, right, right. Um, the Wendigo Trail. It's the Wendigo, and right. Um, I think it's kind of neat that that you were able to get your your drone out and your cameras out and the thing i'd never some of the things you showed me i'd never seen man i can't right. believe the things you showed me up there I, I need to get some of that kind of equipment right there i'm telling <laughs> you right now. oh yeah that's i mean yeah that's that's a good thing to have the drone especially up there in those mountains you know you're what eight thousand feet above sea level you know on some of those mountaintops you know and and where yeah. we caught some of that footage of course it wasn't as high but you know, you were able to see on top of those uh, peaks where you weren't able to actually walk up there, right? So right, uh, when, yeah. when, when we took the drone and started shooting the, the, the documentary and the footage that we needed, and plus your, your interviews uh, and those special places. Now, t- tell me, like, 
is this did you start catching ufos right away when you started pointing your cameras in those directions or just kind of kind of okay, fell so into for, it by accident for me for me what happened was is i i had seen something i had what's called the ce3 um i'm not gonna get too far into detail about that right now um however the the what i did manage to get when when this thing happened was is now you know once you see it you can't unsee it right right you get yourself you see something and then all of a sudden it for a moment there it's not making sense and then when it does make sense you're thinking to yourself did am i crazy did i just see that for real and it was and when they're it's that close to you you're trying to figure right. out in your mind you're trying to figure out did i just really see what i saw Now, in my case, I was able to look over to my side, and my stepson was sitting right beside me, and he was looking wow. at me going, oh, my God, I can't believe that that's in front of us. You know, that kind of thing. We're both, our jaws are dropped right. when we see what we see. Um, what I do know is that once you've seen that, you start to look up more. Once you start to look up more, the more you look up, the more you're going to see. Okay. Right. A lot of people will, will sit there with their heads down into their phone and they're not looking up anymore. They don't look at the ground. They don't look up. They don't look at the guy behind them with a knife. They don't look at any of that stuff. Right. I seen a, I seen a video of, of a guy in a, a New York subway and he's pointing a gun at everybody and they're all looking at their phones. Not one person looked at him. Wow. I think oh, yeah, he actually that I shot believe. somebody. I think, oh, wow. I think he actually shot somebody finally. And that, the, this was a subway video from a couple of years back. I know everybody yeah. remembers that one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, everybody, yeah. Everybody's always looking down. They're not looking up. They're, they've got their heads in their phones now. Right. Um, they're afraid to pick up a book. You should pick up a book. You learn things That's when right. you say. That's Mr. right. Ken Wills Jr. wrote this one. Ken Wills. <laughs> <laughs> we, both, we both have an autographed copy from that man. Of That's different right. books. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, let's, let's, talk, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, the... the Let's talk about the middle here. So oh, yeah. we're right now we are right now we're on YouTube and you know we're we're trying to get at least a thousand subscribers, right? We need at least a thousand yeah, subscribers so we can put this documentary on YouTube because we, we need that many uh, subscribers in order to get it on there. Um, if right if not, but right now you can actually see it on ledsfilms.com. So if you go to ledsfilms.com, you can actually purchase a rental for 24 hours. You can rent it. Uh, of course, it's going to be showing up on your phone or on your tablet as, as of right now. Uh, and you can mirror it to your TV. And it still looks beautiful. So um, everything was shot, like I said, beautifully. And uh, it was just one of those. It was like the timing was so perfect to shoot this film out there in Oregon. Right. You know, we, we planned right. it for we planned it for about a year and a half, year, year and a half almost. Yeah, about a year um, and a half of planning. Uh, planning just to get just to get out there and go do this because of the snow right the peaks it just that, yeah just... everything around here at a certain altitude actually in my yard that's a good judge of where the snow's at right, right now right. i've got a little bit of snow uh by monday i'll probably have a lot of snow and that's just in my yard right. now think about that up on the mountain it hits that mountain mountains create weather around here and they absorb a lot of snow exactly, um, the, exactly. The, so, the so even like is, like In, in that photo that you're in at that poster you're standing at that whole area gets full of snow uh it does it's it's it deeper cool. than i am tall there wow so uh yeah, and 
a lot of that footage is in the documentary, you know, um, of where you're standing, the whole area, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, you're just in awe when you're out there on top of that mountain, uh, there on Paul, uh, Paulina peak. So it's just, uh, it's a film for everybody to watch. It's, it's actually, it, it's for, a, it's actually a family film. You can actually sit there with your whole family and watch it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's not, you know, any kind of dirty or anything like that. It, it has a lot of information that I think it's important to a lot of folks to, to watch it. You know what I mean? Because of the, the, the footage that it has in there is some footage that hasn't never been seen by anybody before. So, um, and, and there's a footage of yours and, and of course of, of the, the team. So uh, let's talk about the team here. So, okay. you know, we, yeah. So we have, of course yourself, and then we have Mr. Ken Wells there on the top left. And then Mr. Arizona Gallegos are on the right. And then we have Mr. Chris Hamill, uh, yep. oh, Jody yeah. Gordon. We have Shauna Gilmer on the bottom. Right now. <laughs> yeah, got Shauna Gilmer there on the bottom left. And then, and then on the bottom right, you know, the master himself, Mr. Anibal Quinones Caballero. So, uh, right. you know, it's these folks, this film could not have been done without all these people in this, right. uh, in here. You know, everybody helped with their footage and just to try to get the uh they donated their footage to the film uh because they wanted people to see how you know they were catching these crafts in the sky and of course uh Mr. Anibal and then Chris uh Chris Hamill with his his uh research and their you know analyzations of this of the UFOs you know uh, the way they were able to to catch the uh, the the electronic magnetic fields on these uh crafts is you know unbelievable and i learned a lot from these folks uh four years ago you know what i mean um as as yourself um i know you did you know because you you told me so much about these folks so tell us a little bit about that terry okay well i'd like to start off with the three people directly underneath my picture in this these are those are the three people i would consider my professors of ufology um starting off with jody gordon she the one lady in the middle there uh she uh kind of took me under her wing right right at the beginning. Uh, I was trying to explain what I had seen and I was trying to figure out. I kept running across what we call a troll in Facebook. I kept right. running across those and it was like real disheartening trying to trying to get answers for what I'd seen. And then when I ran across her, she started showing me uh, what her research looked like. Now she, she doesn't consider herself a researcher. She doesn't consider herself a ufologist, any of it. Right. She is one of the best in the damn world, by the way. I know. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she, she sent me some incredible footage, man. Let me tell you. Yeah, she is she is hands down one of the best ufologists in the world, and she does not accept that. I but know. she is. Take that. She's very Jody. humble. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Jody. Uh, the the guy just just above her is uh, Tino Gallegos. Um. He he showed me exactly how to see the lower craft. Jody showed me how to see the craft way up high. Tino showed me how to see the ones that are lower and that enter the mountains. And uh, he's he's uh, he's put a lot of time and effort into uh, filming these things all throughout Arizona. Um, right. I, I believe most of the time he's a passenger instead of a vehicle. And uh, on the way to and from his jobs. He uh, he videos like nonstop. Right. And when he does, he's in Arizona. Keep that in mind too. 
Uh, anything, yep. anything around the 33rd parallels are going to have uh, a real massive number of craft that you can see. Uh, anything above the 33rd parallels, you're going to still have a lot of craft. They're going to be traveling a little bit slower because um, they're a little further away from rotation. Uh, you'll be able to see a lot more drifting happening and things like that. They can travel at any speed they want. But right. Tino showed me Tino showed me that they were going in at 45 degree angles into the earth. And um, that led me to uh, this is this is how it falls. I consider Tino one of my professors as much as I consider Dr. Albert Einstein one of my professors. Okay? Right on. Yeah. Anybody can read anything and everything that Dr. Einstein put out. He's not going to write anymore. So it's right. easy to read it all. Right. Um, in this case, what Tito Gallegos was showing me was uh, the craft using what's called the Rosen Bridge, and the Rosen Bridge is is uh, think of think of space overlapping, and there being a hole here and a hole here. What they're doing right. is they're opening up a portal, and uh, Dr. Nathaniel Rosen and Dr. Albert Einstein came up with this this idea of wormholes called and they called it the Rosen Bridge. What happens is, is, is they, they use the exact amount of mass or energy that they need. They've got their mass and whatever their superconductive craft is. And they're just punching right through. I, I, so I think they're just doing it with speed. Okay. Right. Right. I'd have to be on the craft with them to know exactly what they're doing. Right. But uh, I, I am seeing the footage in the, of them going into the earth. And I'm also seeing footage of them coming out of the earth. Um, and, that, my and, and, and that's where Mr. Chris Hamill helps you out a lot as well, too, right? Mr. Chris Hamill is is where all of my analyzing goes. I uh, I I do all my all my work here. I don't have a, a computer system at my house. The only thing I've got is this phone right here. Uh, so I don't even have a laptop. I don't have anything like that. Uh, what I do have is I have some really nice cameras, and I know how to use them. And I know how to send my footage to Australia to Chris Hamill. Nice. And Chris Hamill, that guy finds anything that's moving in the sky around me. Right. Now the gentleman on the bottom, uh, uh, Annabel, he is uh, he's he's the guy I would actually call my professor. This guy, he he taught me how to analyze this stuff. I know how to use things on my phone for different type of analyzing. Um, I know what to look for in anyone else's work because of uh, Annabel. Um, as a matter of fact, just about. Everybody on that board right there. Yeah. Everybody yeah. on that board right there has learned from Annabelle. Uh, yep. He's that that's he's the doctor of this stuff. I'm telling you right now. Yep. Uh, if, if there was ever somebody named a doctor in ufology, it'd be Annabelle. Annabelle. Well, he'll be um, on our next. He's going to be on our next documentary. That's for sure. So oh, that, uh, that as, as sure. far as uh, as far as an interview and, and we're going to get him on the next one. Um, then we right. have Mr. Sh Mrs. Uh, Shauna Shauna Gilmer here on the bottom yeah. left. You know, uh, she's she, a, she's real interesting. She she sees these things on a nightly basis. Um, they they go over her home. They hover over her home. They hover in her home. She ends up with all kinds of uh, uh, supernatural stuff that takes place around her. Um, it's it's kind of an. Uh, kind of weird i mean she she could actually feel the when the flux tubes magnetic flux tubes are going over she can feel skin burning on right. the inside you know like 
like microwaves hit her or something. Yeah. Uh, she feels this stuff and she sees this stuff. She goes out and she films it the second it starts. It's right. kind of like um, she feels it in her skin. She goes outside and she starts videoing the sky and she starts getting crap everywhere. Yep. Yeah, I so, I saw her last uh, podcast as she did, and she she talks about that how it burns it it burns her from the inside out. Uh, as far yeah, as it's a, like microwave. Uh, it's like a microwave. Yeah, that's what she was talking yeah. about. Now let's talk about. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps. You know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk about, uh, oh, here you go, right here. Mr. Ken Wells Jr. here. Oh yeah, that's a that guy right there. He's he knows just about everything you need to know about uh, ancient uh, cultures and languages in this country, and he's he's really good. He's re- actually anywhere in the world for that matter. Uh, he he understands the things that uh, that most of us don't when you see the writing on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's there's a few people out there like uh, I'll I'll throw a shout out for this one. Um, there's a guy named Jeff Woolwine down in Arizona. Yep. He he really knows his way around the petroglyphs. The guy the guy has shown some of the most amazing things in the sky. Uh, him and his wife are kind of a team together. Um, real glad to say that they're friends. They're they're good people. They uh, yep. yeah they they uh, they're really doing their best to to get the word out on disclosure. Um, they yeah, take he was more on- of a uh, paranormal approach. Right. Uh, he was on my show. Cool. He was on my show uh, when I first started doing podcasting. Um, I had Jeff on there, uh, and you know he's he's got this book called Petroglyphs in the Sky, and yeah. uh, he, ex- he explains a lot about uh, the petroglyphs and you know um, what they're about. And he he has gotten a lot of footage. Let me tell you from the past um, since the nineties, I believe, or early two thousands. He's got video footage of these crafts coming down into the mountains or uh, over the mountains there. So, you know, you know what the the strange thing about this is that uh, the kid there on the picture on the right, that's my son, Donald Jr. So he helped with the the cameras and and, and on the sound engineering as far as getting the sound. So, you know, through this whole process, uh, you know, that we did filming 
uh, this documentary uh, just to get the, the information out. You know, he was, he's very biased, kind of like in the middle, you know, kind of didn't know, you know, exactly what to or how to believe uh, into into ufology or UFOs. He, he knew was about real it. surprised when he left, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was very, very surprised. He just, he just kind of, uh, he just told me, he goes, I just, it's so weird how everything just, while everything, all the interviews, everybody connected together uh, in, in every single interview of this movie. So he said, uh, it's just, it's weird how everybody connected in a sense to where nobody knew each other and the, uh, living in the same area. Right. But right. They, all connect, they all connected. Uh, he goes, uh, the things that they were saying were they were saying the, the same things. Uh, you know, it was, he was just looking at me like, wow, that's, I've never seen that. I never experienced any of that before, you know? And uh, he said, he was just in awe about it. Uh, I got to tell you, I really, I really enjoyed watching his reaction when we got to the top of Palina Peak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to leave the truck. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. He was he looked over the side of that thing and realized how high up he was and he was uh, afraid the ground was gonna just leave him. Yeah. Yep. Oh <laughs> believe me, I'm not funny. I wasn't used to those kind of heights either, but you know, I was like ah. Oh, you were real brave. I watched I watched you getting over it, man. That was that yeah. was so much fun watching you get <laughs> you especially when we got out and you started looking down the side and then you we start yeah. walking towards the edge. You were trying to freaking grab us. Yeah. <laughs> so like, hey, man, let's let's uh, let's get a shot of that. Huh? Stop right wow. there. Yeah, and, and that's that. good. You know, I was always holding the camera right there. You know, just trying yeah. to get the just trying to get the shot. You know, I wanted the shot. You know, because of the direction that I was trying to point this at is is you know I had the whole idea in my head just to put this all together and and get it into a good story. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. uh, and it was, and that was the hard part, man. That was the hard part of, of, of putting it all together. So, uh, you know, I just, I wanted everybody to, to, uh, Ken Wills Jr., by the way. Oh, yeah. Look, this guy right here. If you, here's mine right here. There you go. <laughs> here's mine. Ken Wills Jr. You know what? That guy, he is a very humble, humble person. You know, he's down to earth, beautiful person. You know, inside and out. You know, he treated us like Mikasa Sukasa. You know what I mean? Uh, so did you? Yeah. You know, uh, and, and everybody on this film was so humble. You know, it was just, it was amazing how everybody was just like, you know, forthcoming, and they're like just, you know, buying us lunches and dinners, and you yeah. know, so we we can I'm, get. This I'm really looking done. forward to the next our next uh, project together. You know, we yeah, got we too. got so much more to cover up here. Me too. Um, we're gonna we'll go more in depth on the the uh, Wendigo Trail up there and and what what more there is. We'll we'll check out some of the spots that are there. There's right. balancing rocks. There's canyons. There's all kinds of more glyphs and everything on the way through this. Um, there's uh there's there's painted hills and things that that you need to see out there too. Um, that location is is off the John Day uh, River area and in the John Day Basin. And that's also where we've been having a lot of, right here in Oregon. Uh, you can actually look all this up. It's on our local newses everywhere. Right. Uh, where we've been having cattle uh, mutilations that are taking place uh, just a few few miles, a few hundred miles from my place. Right, uh, right. We're also having cattle mutilation take place south of us. 
pretty much in a straight line south of that at that location but it's it's uh more more into the christmas valley area and right. and out out past that way so i'm going to try and get me and my team uh jonathan mitchell and his son uh mason 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 yep, yep. mason and we're gonna we're gonna get out there and we're gonna try and get some footage of the areas um i've got friends off in the in the john day area that uh that are checking with some of the ranchers down there and see if we can get some stories from them right on. uh yeah so we're we're trying to get that kind of permission and approval still um well, we'll we'll be there oh. next year for sure. I mean, you know. Oh, for absolutely, sure. absolutely. Yeah, we'll and I want I want to sure. try and find uh, uh, some really good locations that that you know, if we go out there with your cameras and your drone, that right possibly we'll get some of these craft going in the sides of these canyons. <laughs> you know, I've Terry, gotta, uh, I got to be honest with you. You know, we I I I got over ten to twelve hours of footage altogether. You know what I mean? That's with all the interviews, everything out there. I have not yet been able to stop and look to see if I catch any craft in any of those, like when we're filming. So yeah. I guarantee you there's going to be something in there. Oh, yeah, there, uh, there is, especially from the top of that mountain that you were on. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you so, aim towards that sky even for a minute, you had something. That's right. that's a fact. That place uh, that we were located, um, uh, it, it was... Uh, it's called the Cascadia Guides, okay? Uh, that's I named it the Cascadia Guides. Uh, it's in the middle of the Cascades, and she's looking straight at Mount Shasta, and he's looking straight at Mount Adams. Yep. These things, how they, what what we discovered was, is what it was about 2011 they surfaced. Yep. Uh, the whole area was completely covered in uh, volcanic material, uh, sand and loam and all kinds of stuff up there. And if you remember that picture where I'm standing there, it's the snow is usually about that high or higher. Wow. So what yeah. happens is, is it's called mass wasting. Okay. I took a couple college courses in geology. We'll, we'll just go with this. Nice. nice. Okay. So uh, it's called mass wasting. And what happens is, is the, the, the debris, everything that's kind of at a, any kind of angle on top of a mountain, eventually everything makes it to the ocean. Okay. Through our streams and all big rock turns into a small grain of sand by the time it hits the ocean right. okay that's that's how mass wasting works what's happened here is, is the snow and the ice compacts on it like a glacier of course and it just it grabs onto little particles as it melts off it takes them and then right. did this over time and over time and over time and before you know it you've got this thing sticking out just like a sore thumb and we're going to end up with a lot more of these things the more rain and the and the uh, the more the more cold winters and heavy snows that we have around these parts, you're going right. to start seeing more of these things appear. And if you if you think about it and you see something like this, think about aiming. You know, you're looking at this big thing. That's your big distraction. That's making you look down. Look up. It's something that they're using as a guide. They're using it right. as a stop sign, street sign, whatever you want to call it. That's I, a I have. Yeah, I have I have video proof. It's in the documentary. I yeah. have proof that they know that that exists and that it belongs to them. Right. That was yeah. that was one of the biggest things that we put into that documentary. Was and the that's fact what it's that, about. Yeah, that they know that that's there and it's theirs, right. not ours. It's theirs. Right. So exactly. 
you'll you'll when you get to see the documentary you'll you'll see exactly what we're talking about these these things are ancient and while mm -hmm. we were up there it turns out we made an, another discovery about this in particular geoglyph right um it's, that was it turned that out was, there, there was other things there we didn't know was uh, there but yeah we were able to take my team and us we were able to get measurements on the whole thing and document it. i'm glad i was there it. though i'm What's glad that? i was there i'm glad oh, i was there with the camera perfect that was perfect because i was yeah. able to catch your reaction to seeing that that you had never seen before yeah so, it, it really caught me off guard man when i yeah, saw that did. i was i was almost dumbfounded i mean yeah. it, it shocked me i thought i'd i thought i'd seen everything that was up there i had been looking at every bit of uh satellite footage and i i'd never paid that close attention to it if i would have right. looked at old satellite footage from one you know the original from when when uh it first uncovered there's a lot more to it it almost looks like it's been uh uh some of the some of the things on it's been moved around Hello, um i would have to say some of it maybe moved around some of it maybe recovered uh probably covered up what i what i will say is in 2011 if you look at the top of the the area you'll notice that it's solid white there's no debris field of anything right. and after 2011 after everything started washing off from around these stones you got this whole debris field everywhere mm. everywhere in this spot yeah yeah nobody carried that. this stuff there <laughs> nobody carried that stuff to this spot and to top it all off you've got these perfect they, the measurements are like perfect um it's it's almost like they form a pyramid just the way they're setting um their heads are, are yeah. facing one, one direction off yeah uh, yeah it's it's just the, like the way their heads are shaped uh, of course it's yeah. a geoglyph if nobody knows what a geoglyph it's just it's a stone uh it's it's a, a stone a stone formation that somebody made uh many many years ago uh we, we estimate, i estimate it to be at least six thousand years old at least at you least know, uh, you got to think about the last eruption that was there okay uh there was there was an eruption there with that big uh on polina peak there's a big rip on the on the top there where it's nothing but obsidian that just flowed out so right. I'm, i'm thinking that it, and that was six thousand years ago that that happened mm -hmm. the eruption from that probably blew everything all that debris and everything up right up on top of that and covered it covered it yep yeah yep. and covered it And then after after about six thousand years of rain and snow, it finally uncovered again. You know, right. and it was who knows if it was there how much longer it could have been there before that. You know, exactly. I'm just saying that this is this is when it got covered up. I don't know how old it is. Right. <laughs> it got covered up six thousand years ago, and it got uncovered. <laughs> it got and uncovered. Then it got uncovered. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's shocking uh, the heck out of a lot of people in air, aircraft going over that spot. Well, when people see the, the the documentary, when you see this documentary, you're going to be able to see these this geoglyph, uh, and it's huge. It's a huge, huge geoglyph over the side of this mountain, and uh, you know, like Terry said, he caught these crabs going off <laughs> off over the side over them, you know, and just kind of uh, um, flashing a light there. And I'm and I, I'm going to show you something, Terry. This is a uh, It's, it's going to be a video of a UFO, okay? Oh yeah. This this UFO uh, was in Busan. Well, I think it's called Busan, South Korea, in 2012, right? And look at the look at the shape of this craft, and you tell me that it 
kind of resembles, in a sense, what you saw. Uh, let's, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put it on now. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yeah, that's the Tic Tac craft right there. Yeah, I, uh, I've got footage of one yeah. just like this. Uh, flying right over the top of Palina Peak, I've got it's it's that I put one of these into the documentary thing. Yeah. Uh, here's the, here's oh, the yeah, slow motion. Now? Yeah, look at that. See, it's starting to split. Well, they split in the middle, is yeah. what they like to do, and that's a and counter. And it's going to twist. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. You can see the power source. You can see the flux tubes. I can actually see this with my eyes, without it being. Uh, yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. Okay, stop right there. You see the basket yeah. around it. You can kind of see yeah. a basket. Yeah. You see things sticking up the top. You see stuff sticking out the bottom. They're, they're almost yeah. invisible to your eyes, but you see it. And what that is is that's called a magnetic flux basket. Okay. And those tubes are going up up the ionosphere and down down to the earth, which is mostly made of magnetite. Thank you for the geology course, Dad. Anyway, yep. <laughs> the earth <laughs> being a large mag magnet that spins, it creates a lot of energy and a lot of static energy for these things to be able to play on from the bottom. So they're, they're running back and forth. We understand this because uh, you could take like a balloon, rub it on your head, you take uh, uh, some nylon or something, you can throw it out there and it'll hover over it because of the static. Okay, the static. you've created yep. you've created quantum levitation just by using your hair in a balloon and uh, a pipe. But you take you take this right here. What you're seeing here is you've got first off you see it tilted, and when you see a craft tilt like that, that means the way it's tilting is it's falling into its own pathway. Okay. Right. Right. When a craft is like this, it's you you can always tell what direction of motion by the direction of tilt. Um, that angle uh, allows the craft to use whatever weight it might have. Uh, keep in mind when you're in this when you're in this basket, mass is removed. However, but when you put like the tip of it out, it'll start to kind of fall out of that. So the very tip of that craft would not be inside of a magnetic flux tube basket. It would be acting as a weight pulling it into its own pathway. Now you also take those magnetic flux tubes and you run a tone down them like D1 sharp. And now you've got yourself a, uh, a propulsion system. And what it does right. is the sound, if you slow down the interval of D1 sharp, it will, it sounds like a, and then as you turn it up, it, it goes into a higher pitch. What happens yeah. is, is, when you turn up that, um, when you turn up the intervals off D1 sharp, running down the magnetic flux tubes, it'll speed the craft up like as fast as you know. Uh, my my speed that I caught them so far was 22 miles a second. That's yeah. 79,200 miles an hour. Now keep in mind, whenever anything enters into our atmosphere, it comes in at about 17,000 miles an hour, like uh, space shuttles, uh, right. satellites falling into the ocean. Uh, big rocks rolling towards 
the Yucatan. Yeah. <laughs> um, big one. <laughs> I guess that, that might be a bad example. That, that one killed a lot of stuff. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> these crafts, so, what they do is they, they, they can move, move on those intervals of sound, uh, running up and down those flux tubes and they can release the bottom one. So when they get to say like they're down, down between the 33rd parallel to point zero down to the 33rd parallel, like down past Peru and all that. Anyway, in those locations, if they pick up to a certain altitude, this is the mind blower guys. If they get to a certain altitude, what they do is they release the bottom magnetic flux tube. Okay. The earth is spinning at 733 miles an hour and they're gone at 733 miles an hour. It doesn't matter. That, it doesn't really matter how big something is. If it's moving at 733 miles an hour and you blink, it's going to go past you. You yeah. won't even know it was there. And if it's silent, yeah. if it's silent, well, it's going to go past you even better. So what happens okay. is, and this is this is the mind blower part, the craft is staying still and the world is turning. Okay? The craft just lets go and it's holding on to the magnetic flux tube at the top. The world does its rotation and it'll bring them back at 7, 733, 733. So they can move anywhere they want at 733 miles an hour just by releasing the bottom flux tube. Uh, if they want to go to other places, they engage the other portion of their, their propulsion system, which uh, I also like call that uh, magnetic repulsion, the speed of, of a repulsion. Think right. about how fast the magnet flips if you put it on the repulse. It's yeah. instant, just like that. Right. Okay, so these things are moving with, uh, I just gave you three different forms of propulsion that these craft use. They use earth rotation, they use uh, uh, D1 sharp, an interval, and they use magnetic repulsion. Okay. Okay, we use all the same stuff. We have, we have trains that lift up and uh, bullet trains that lift up on a magnetic track, and mm -hmm. they're, they're going as fast as these things. But mm -hmm. we're learning these things as we're, we're moving along and, and science is starting to catch on to it. And I'm not talking about the science where the government is. They already know all this stuff. They probably already got the same equipment. Okay. Right. They can't they can't keep looking at it and say we can't build it. Um, if, if me, I'm a citizen ufologist, a citizen scientist. And if I'm coming up with this stuff, you, you know that with all their funding and all their education, They've come up with it too. Oh, of course, a um, long time ago. <laughs> oh yeah, long yeah, absolutely. Ago. We've yeah. got we've got all kinds of crap that that are up there now that I don't I, I couldn't tell you what country they even belong to at this point. There's there's all kinds of stuff up there. I've seen stuff that the Chinese put out that's uh, more like a high altitude hovercraft, and it looks very similar to a UFO. Right. Um, and of course, I think they put laser weapons on it. Isn't that nice of them? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they don't quite move as fast as, as like an F-A-18, okay? Where these things, you go down to, I'll give you a good example. You go down to uh, uh, Guadalupe Island, and on the way, all the way out, you you know, down by Easter Island, and all the way out to, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Havanui. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, Havanui is Easter Island, and Hava... It doesn't matter. This whole section right there, that's where the Navy's having the worst trouble. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reason for that 
is because underneath the water, if you if you take a little bit of time and look at Google Maps and get the, uh, you know, to where you can look at the bottom of the ocean, you see all the trees and stuff outside the ocean, but down in the ocean, you can see these lines that go everywhere. The lines on the bottom of the ocean look almost identical to all the Nazca lines down in Peru. Right. And, you know how they just shoot on for miles this way, mm -hmm. shoot for miles mm -hmm. that way. And every once in a while you look at stuff that looks kind of like an old city. Well, I'm pretty sure that there's, when you see that, you are actually looking at an old city. Either that right. or it's another water base or it's uh, an underwater home to these guys. It could be it could be a number of things. I mean, I'm not going to speculate too much. There's on it because... a, I think there's a guy, his name, uh, Jeffrey Boyd. And, Jeffrey Boyd? Uh, yeah, he uh, he does that, uh, what do you call that? Uh, is it called Lindor? Or Land yeah, Lindor. Lindor or something like that. Landar, I believe. Oh, it's LIDAR. Like, LIDAR, yes. LIDAR. There you go, LIDAR. I would love to get my hands on a LIDAR. Yeah, yeah he, he's able to, to scan the bottom of oceans and they're able to see, you know, uh, mountains, cities, you know, things that have been buried down there for a long time. And man, this guy, he's got a lot of information on his actual personal site on his Facebook. If you go look him up, uh, let's go. Let's yeah. go check out. This, let's go check out this other video. Uh, okay. And let's let's analyze this one and, and see what see what you come up with. So here's another one. This one was uh, thrown out there by Mr. Anibal Quinones Caballero. It was on, on his side. So I wanted to share this out to people uh, and just to see what you guys think about it. All right. That's a classic UFO right there. Yep. That's, uh, There's no sound, but, uh, you yeah. know, they're on the video. But there's you can see the power uh, source right there, right up. Stop footage, you know, put your skin right on the side. Yeah, and this you one see directly looks underneath like a top it. Hat, sort it of, it kind of does. You see underneath yeah. it, it's got uh, it's got uh, it looks like three, maybe four amplifiers on the bottom of it. Right, that right there right with there, support, right, yeah. right there, yeah. Yeah, it does. It looks a lot like right a top hat. Yep. You see that? Yeah. You can see it underneath the bottom. You, 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 you could... And you see the power support up in the Almost... top there where it's all hot in the middle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that. That's Okay, so it's got a bunch of, uh, on the bottom, it's got the uh, amplifiers that are on the bottom to, uh, to project the uh, D1 sharp to the ground as well as the magnetic magnetic repulse um that's that's basically what you're getting here if if we were to put a filter on that thing you would see uh, or, uh it's the magnetic basket around it right there hold yeah there was there was a magnetic basket you could clearly see it as it was going around the well, craft it, it, it almost it almost has like that shape of uh where it has the little the little uh, those little round balls underneath uh, yes, of the, of those the are the those this, are the amplifiers. It has four of them. This one has four of them. Yeah, if you look at it. Yeah, that's the amplifiers underneath the bottom of it pushing the. Uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Bob Lazar uh, calls those uh, a, a, an amplifier for uh, for element one. What's that? One fifteen. One fifteen. Yeah, on on titanium. Yeah, ununitanium, uh, or the Russians made one called uh, Moscovium. 
but but they didn't have the uh, the uh, they didn't have it quite right. The wow, look at that craft! Is it is that going into the earth or is it going past that hill? It's it's it's, it's going past the hill. It's going over the mountain. It's there, going past the hill. To the other side. Okay. Yep. Yep. So uh, yeah. You know, anyway, the, the Russians didn't have the isotopes correct. The Russians didn't have the isotopes correct on Moscovium. And what happens is, is ununitanium versus Moscovium, okay? Ununitanium, if you bombard it with radiation, it starts to create its own gravitational field and it starts to levitate and it does its thing. Um, and it has a quite longer uh, lifespan where if you take uh, the Russians version of Moscovium 115, um, what happens is once you bombard it, it does the exact same thing, but the isotopes aren't correct and it dissipates right. instantly. So you get the same thing, it's just an instant dissipation and they can't create enough uh, material or fuel to to justify using Moscovium. Uh, they would have to, they, they're gonna have to locate and find a source of ununitanium versus Moscovium, or they're gonna need to let somebody like Dr. Lazar or somebody else mess with the isotopes until they can get the exact mixture that they need, put it into right. a smoke test, and then they watch to see what happens through the smoke test, what, how it shoots off and, and throws, uh, throws its uh, radioactive particles in what direction. So, <clears throat> so you think that in, in the inside of these crafts, so this ununitanium, un you know, element 115 or 116, I guess, when it mixes together, it's, it turns into this incredible power source, right? And it's radioactive, uh, yes. straight, up radio, straight up radioactive. So Absolutely. that's why a lot of, and I talk about this a lot about on my podcast that people get burned, you know, or they get too close to these crafts uh, when they're sitting on the ground or, or they can actually touch the craft un, until it, it, it actually lifts up. Once it lifts up off, off the ground, maybe a few feet, then the radiation levels become intense to where that's, that's where they start, they start, they start getting burned because it's like a, it's like a boat throttle, you know, they're just kind of pushing it forward to, to giving it more energy so it can get off the ground, of course, right? Right. And 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 that's what it basically. They're picking at. up the intervals. That what what is what is doing is they're using that as the the, the transmitter for D1 sharp to push right. off, and D1 sharp is what's slowly going down. And the faster you play it, the faster it moves. You know, right. the higher the interval, the faster it moves, and it gives these frequencies using the ununitanium, using D1 sharp, and you're and it's walking like a footprint. Right down right. the the magnetic flux tube, it's like a footprint hitting the ground. No matter how high up they go, it's still hitting the ground. Uh, wow. From my understanding, if these craft were to be up in like space, that they would aim the top of their craft towards what they want to go to, and they would try and lock onto it with the flux tubes and pull themselves to it. You see, okay. nice. That's that's well, how the craft would possibly work on that side of it. Let's talk about um, but, let's talk about that energy field that's in the center. So we're gonna watch one last video okay. before we close before we close out, and and that way, uh, I'm gonna show you this video. You've seen it before. A lot of folks have seen it have seen it before as well. Uh, and it's it's maybe about I don't know seven years old by now, but um, I believe it was in Indonesia something like that. I don't know. Oh, there was a large craft there, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever been debunked. Some people it says it has. I don't know. But just the way this thing is moving and the people are sounding in the background, kind of, it looks real to me. 
I, I yeah, don't know. If you listen close to the dialect, you can, you can, and the people in the background, you can tell. I think, I think I remember this. It's uh this yeah. is one of those where, where it kind of gives the, uh, a lot of tilt and it gives a lot of uh, real close up to the, to the people that, you know, when, when you get a mass sighting like this and everybody says, then the government comes and says, well, that whole group was hallucinating it. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so, let's, let's see, let's see the hallucination. Tried the Phoenix lights. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to pull that with the Phoenix lights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's, let's see the, the next day and start shooting flares. <laughs> <laughs> let's see their hallucination and see what, what, what y'all think about this. All right. It, it really sucks when you record the hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. You know something that's interesting about these crafts is they fly by counter steering too. They use uh, counter steering. They throw counterweights out to the side that they want to turn at. And it's a magnetic lock onto the earth and they just instant turn. Look, look at the size of this thing, though. Yeah, this is a I mean, this is a massive craft. It's a mothership compared to the I'm trees. Sure, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of beings or entities on this this. Yeah, oh, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah, this is the one I remember. Yeah, that thing's coming back. So look at the power source on it. You see it? There it is. It just turned it towards us. Okay, you see all the different. All the different little lights that are lighting up around it, those are all part of that power source. So that's that's how they're moving. It's it locks onto different things around it that it can grab onto with the flux tubes, and then it, it can turn any direction it wants in shape. Look at that power source. Boy, that thing's got a lot of power to it. A craft like that, that size in the middle. Yeah. I mean, when wow. I first saw this video, you know, all those years ago, it, it just it blew me away. And it was all over the place, you know. But, of course, uh, a lot of people weren't really into ufology just yet. You know, it, it just barely started taking off here past couple of years because of all the, the History Channel, the, you know, the UFOs and all the little uh, documentaries that people are coming out with. is actually getting people interested in, in this subject, you know. Uh, of course, the reason we're doing it is 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 for disclosure, of course. And, and you know something? to try to go ahead. I want to issue a challenge to a couple guys right now. I want to issue a challenge to Dr. Bob Lazar to meet with me so we can discuss some of the things that, that are stuck in my head, as well as the things that are, I know are stuck in his. Another one is uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. Um, yeah. I have the ultimate location for a CE5 uh, hole in the ground organ. I would really like your participation in this. It's your type of event, and I'd really like to see you come out and participate in this. All right? That'd That'll be, nice. be a free-to-the-public thing, mister. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that. It'll be free to the public, and you get to show your stuff as well as everybody else get to see what a CE5 looks like. Um, me and my team and my friends will be there. Um, we'll come up with a date, and we'll if you ever decide to get a hold of me, then you can get a hold of me, and I'd like to do that. Um, there's there's other people out there that I would like to talk to as well, people at Skinwalker Ranch. Um, I'd like to have a look at that place myself, okay? They didn't like, hey, I they didn't like what we I said. I got the equipment. 
I've got the equipment. I'd like to take a look at that place myself. And I would like to either, you know, I'd like to see what you got going on. Uh, I yeah. I don't have to go onto your your land, by the way. I, I understand where the lines fall. All I have to do is get out by your place, I guess. Anyway, there's a couple places out there. I'm also teaming up with uh, other people around the world. Uh, uh, I got a Mr. Tiberino Sanchez down in Mexico City, mm-hmm. and I've got uh, I've got my friend Chris Hamill in Australia, and I've also got another one I'd like to say hello to, which is uh, uh, Dave Monday out on Isle of Wight in England. That man, he's a, he's a eyewitness to a craft. He had a whole bunch of people on a train. They were coming back from what they call, you know, English football. Um, anyway, there's a lot of yeah. people out there that we're tied in with and we're learning a lot from every day. And I wanted to make sure that those guys got a good shout out too. And Mr. Paul Wilburn out there who helps out a lot. Oh, Alien Paul Strand. Wilburn. Yeah, that guy right there. He's diehard Alien Strand. Yes, he is. Yes, Alien he is. Strand. so let's let's go ahead and uh, what we're you know we need a thousand subscribers so if you guys are watching right now you know you like our content uh you know please like and hit a like there subscribe hit the little bell so when we go on live again uh you'll you'll get a notification you know that we'll be live but uh if you want to see the documentary it's a pre-release uh go to uh, ledsfilms.com it's l-e-d-z uh, films.com uh, you'll be able to see the pre-release there and that's for uh, mirroring so you can mirror it from your phone to your tablet you know onto your tv and you know what it's it looks beautiful on there uh you know i'd like to thank everybody for helping us making this film and and uh you know uh, my wife kelly green for helping shooting my my part of the film in here you know uh that's i don't know how you guys do it I, i'm better behind the camera than i am in front of the camera so i I'm think you did great the- on the camera <laughs> yeah, it I took, it took doing, about ten tries. <laughs> you do a really tries. good job. <laughs> about, you know, but Kelly, made, we were laughing. You know, she was trying not to make me laugh when I was doing it, but it, it was just, you know, you know, we, we just we're like that with each other. You know, when we're talking, when we film each other and stuff on, you know, on these things, you know, and it's just we have a great time doing it. But I, I like to thank everybody for helping us with, uh, you know, putting this film together, and I like to thank everybody that's already seen the film, uh, and oh, plus. Yeah. Plus, we have Mr. Michael uh, Mike Beavers from UFOs or UFO. He's going to be. Uh, we sent him the film, and he's going to give give us a uh, a review on it. Uh, he's writing about it, and he's going to be on his uh, YouTube channel. So we'll put a link on for his YouTube YouTube channel on this uh, actual podcast today uh, on YouTube, so that way you guys can go check him out as well. But Mr. Terry Lynch, uh, thank you, brother, for for being on the show today. Um, You're giving everybody a lot, a lot of information on you know everything that you know about you know UFOs and propulsion, how it works, you know because a lot of people you know have these questions you know and they uh, they they want to know exactly how these things work at work at times and you know what some crafts may be different than others you know and it might work in a different in a different yeah, way. Some are pure energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, and and that's 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 up to us or people out there that have their boots on the ground like you do every day, you know, trying to catch these UFOs in the sky. You know, I, I'm always scanning the skies myself, you know, keeping my camera ready. I caught one two years ago. Um, it was a really nice one, you know, and, and I got, I had it analyzed by Anibal and Jody and, you know, so, and I've seen a lot of them, you know, myself. So it's, it's one of those things that 
by me getting my boots on the ground, it means by interviewing people, you know, getting the knowledge of, of what, what they experienced, what, and that's what this film is about, about those people as well, as well as yourself, uh, you know, to, so they can understand exactly what you saw and what you experienced. And it, and it shows it on film. Uh, but Terry, thank you for being on the show today. Really appreciate you, you know, uh, out there in uh, Lapine, Oregon, right? <laughs> that's right. Lapine, Oregon, sir. USA. Right. Right on. All right, brother. Well, I'll go ahead and let you go, but thank you for being on the show. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do another one uh, here shortly. And um, I think the next person I'm going to have is Cindy Grigsby. She's going to be coming on. She caught some really good stuff out there. Uh, so um, we're going to have her next coming on, you know, here in about a week. So that's going to be a really nice show as well. But again, thank you, brother, for being on the show today. And we'll, we'll talk to you again. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to everybody seeing the middle. Right on, right on. We'll talk to you later. Elliot Strand. All right. Well, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this podcast, this episode. It was uh, live on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I wanted to throw the information out here on our audio podcast so that way you guys can, you know, enjoy and, and pick up a lot of the information. You might have not have seen it but uh you're still able to hear uh, a lot of things that he was saying about these crafts and how they work and 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 you know how they move so but if you really really want to check out go back and and watch the the videos you can go to our youtube channel there on alien strand hit a like hit a subscribe uh and and hit that little bell so that way when we do have another live one you'll you'll get the the end uh and uh a little bell ringing on your phone you'll know who we're going to be on live you could check us out live and interact with us as we're live on youtube so you can check us out there of course we're on 26 27 platforms on the audio podcast uh here on alien strand uh you know happy holidays guys you know i'm glad you guys stuck around to to listen to this podcast today you know you can always watch it of course we do need 1000 subscribers and the only reason is so that way we can put the film the middle on our youtube page there on alien strand all right check them out and also check out leds productions uh check out their facebook page you know um a lot of folks, like I said, were involved in this film, and, and thank you guys for for helping get that off the ground. But you know, um, you guys are the, are what make Alien Strand what it is today, and I thank each and every one of you. Uh, like I said, and welcome to Ufology. I'm glad you guys stuck around and listened to this podcast. You know, but you know, it, it's been my pleasure. My pleasure today to introduce uh, Terry Lynch again and to give the information that. Um, we were able to present today but until then you guys have yourselves a good day have yourselves a good evening and have yourselves a good night Executives, Coastal Band, and Corpus Christi, Texas. And you're listening to the Alien Strand Podcast with Donald Ledesma. Buying or selling, visit me at kellygreenrealtor.com or visit me on my Facebook page, Kelly Green Realtor. See you there.
name is Terry Lynch. I'm with Oregon Ecology. Um, I found myself searching for a passageway one day. And that passageway goes right across the complete section of the Cascades, which I'm sitting in front of at the moment. On top of one peak. I want to make sure that everybody sees the type of things that we find in the process of research is involved. I have located a couple that's sitting here on the top of Blind Peak. She's facing south. She's facing north. The middle. Cascadia Guides. Alleged production. In conjunction with Alien Strand Films.